Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are continuing our study of the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel. And we are doing chapter 4a, the first half of chapter 4. Chapter 3, Daniel didn't appear in. That was the story of Daniel's three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and their refusal to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue, and then the miracle that ensued when they were saved from the fiery furnace. Chapter 4 really begins with the last three verses of chapter 3. Most scholars agree that that Verses 31, 32, and 33 of chapter 3 really should be verses 1, 2, and 3 of chapter 4. So I'm going to start reading from chapter 3, verse 31, but this is the beginning of chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar at this point sends a letter to all of his people, all of his dominion, and this is the content of the letter that he writes. I would like to point out that Nebuchadnezzar has so far in two separate stories. The first one was the story of Daniel revealing to him his dream about the gold, about the huge statue, and um, and revealing to him both the dream and its meaning. And then the second story of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah refusing to bow down and then getting saved from the fiery furnace. In both cases, Nebuchadnezzar acknowledge the greatness of God. But it's important, and I made note of this before, but this is crucial to understanding chapter 4. What Nebuchadnezzar recognized was that the God of the Judeans, the God that Daniel worshipped, was the most powerful, was the strongest, was forever, the greatest, was able to accomplish wonders that no other God could accomplish. But he would still remain a polytheist. He still believed in the powers of the other gods, too. It's just that they weren't as big or as great as the one of Daniel. So he, he was, I guess, in a sense, you could say he was getting closer to understanding the truth, but he was still far from it. And it's important to understand that as we read through this chapter. So here's the letter that Nebuchadnezzar writes, chapter 3, verse 31, which really should be chapter 4, verse 1. As follows, Nebuchadnezzar Malka, the Cholam Umaya, Umaya Velishanaya, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of all the nations, all of the ethnic groups, and all of the language groups, the Dairin Bechalara Shalom that live in the entire land of my dominion, may you all have peace. Osaya Vitimhaya Di Avadi Mi, the great signs and great wonders that the great and most high God has done for me. Shifar kodomai l'achvaya. I am happy, I am pleased to reveal all of these things to you. Many of these terms you may recognize, they make their way into the liturgy in many places in some of the famous Sabbath songs and, and, and in some of the ver- uh, verses from Psalms. It is pleasing to me to say this praise. 
what great wonders is Nebuchadnezzar talking about? Presumably the great wonder of his great kingdom, that he's so powerful and so wealthy and so on. And all of this, he's saying, is from the God who is the greatest of all the gods. Asohi kemorav revin, how his signs are so great and wonderful, v'timhoi kamot takifim, and his wonders are so strong and powerful. His kingdom is a kingdom that lasts forever. This was taken straight out of the dream interpretation of chapter 2 where Daniel demonstrated to him that the only kingdom that will last forever is the kingdom of God. And his rulership is over each generation. Again, this comes straight out of Daniel's interpretation in verse 2 and in chapter 2, where Daniel told him that every generation, one nation rises, one nation falls, one nation rises, one nation falls, and it's all in the hands of God. So, Anon Nebuchadnezzar, this is now chapter 4, verse 1. I, Nebuchadnezzar, Shulehavet Bebesi, I was living peacefully in my house, and doing just fine in my palace. Um, everything was happy and fine and good. And whenever uh, we find that the, um, someone start uh, a conversation, everything was doing well, it means it didn't keep on going that way. Something was about to shake up his peace. And what was this? Again, another dream. Chalim Chazes. I saw a dream, Vidachalinani, and it frightened me very much. Viharhorin al Mishkevi. And the um, thoughts that I had on my bed, Vchazvei Reishi, and the visions that I had seen in my mind, Yivahalunani, they made me very um, upset and, and, and scared. So again, he has another dream. So over here, Nebuchadnezzar had thought that he found peace when he found, finally found the, the truth in the sense of who the most powerful God is. He already had a little bit of peace. But then that peace went away because he had this dream. He was afraid because of what he saw in this dream. And umini sim aim. So I gave an order. I, I, I put out a proclamation, lahanolo that everyone should gather in front of me, all of the wise men of Babylon, that they should come and tell me the meaning of this dream. Now this time, it's the meaning of the dream. If you remember in, in chapter 2, it was the dream itself that he didn't remember. And he got all upset at his, at his uh, necromancers and magicians that couldn't tell him what his dream was. This time, he knows what the dream is, and he's going to tell us what the dream is, and all he wants from his his magicians and necromancers, etc., and sorcerers is the explanation of the dream. <coughs> the um, Beidayan, so therefore at this time, Olin Chartumaya, Oshvaya, Kastoe, Vigazoraya, um, all of these it lists off all different kinds of various types of magicians and diviners and sorcerers and so on. And I told them my dream, but they did not tell me its meaning. Now when we see what the dream is later, most likely there were many among 
this group that did understand the meaning of the dream because it doesn't it's pretty obvious what the dream i mean what the basics of the dream is at least uh, but no one was willing to tell him the answer but after all of the others tried then daniel came in front of me to give me the interpretation the daniel whom whose name whose babylonian name is belshazzar kishum elohi he, that name is the, like the name of my God, and that within Daniel, he has the spirit of the holy gods within him. And then I told him my dream. For whatever reason, he wasn't in the first group. Maybe he tried the little guys first, and then he tried their boss, because remember, Daniel was at the, in charge of all of the, uh, the wise men and magicians, etc., but... This is a couple things here that we see right away from verse 5. Number one, Nebuchadnezzar still calls, he said, he's still, he's calling Daniel Baal Shatzar, and he says, like the name of my God, Baal. Baal is the, is the, is the chief head god of Babylon. That's where the name Babylon comes from. Baal is, is Babel, is, Baal is the name of their, their, the head of the pantheon. Of the Babylonian gods, so and he gave him his name Baal Shatzar, which has the name of Baal in it. Baal is a um, is presumably is a, a version of the famous god called Baal, who was the Canaanite god who was the unfortunate uh, 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 was was the was the idol that was worshipped by many of the Israelites during the period of the first temple. Baal was was uh, was a, a main idol and a main god. And, and in Babylon, they kind of had this, they continued this tradition worshipping the god Baal. So you see clearly that Nebuchadnezzar didn't fully grasp the idea that the god of Judea is not just a more happens to be a more powerful god than the others but is is um the only god period and the others were nothing he didn't get that message because he still has his own god Baal, and he also said he even doesn't understand what daniel understands he considers daniel to be smart because because the spirit of the holy gods are within him so he still thinks that even daniel is 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 holy and smart because of the many gods spirits that reside within him now one can translate and say ruach elohim kadishin is just meaning he has holy spirit in him um but it's it is it is in plural it is said in plural so i think it's pretty clear clearly obvious that this is the case belshazzar and this is how i addressed Daniel, or his Babylonian name, I called him Belchatzar Ravchar Tumaya. You are the greatest of all of the magicians, the Anoyid Eis, because I know the Ruach Elohim Kadishin Bach, that the spirit of the holy gods is within you, and no secret is too confusing for you. Tell me the meaning of my dream of the vision that I saw and explain to me what its interpretation is. 
And he continues to tell Daniel, and remember he's still writing this in a letter to the entire empire. The uh, In the visions of my mind, while I was lying on my bed, what I, I, I saw this following vision. A tree grew up from the ground, and it had a great, great height. It was a really very, very, very tall, tall tree. The tree kept on growing and growing, and it was strong and mighty with a big, strong uh, uh, um, stump. Uh, and its heights went all the way up to the heavens. And it was so tall that you could see it throughout the entire kingdom of Babylon. It's the, the its branches and, and leaves were beautiful in Beisagi, and it had a lot, a lot of fruit, all kinds of fruit growing. There was enough fruit that grew from this tree that it was able to feed everyone. Everyone. Who um I'm Beneath it, the the animals were able to find shade. and in its branches, the birds found places to nest and to rest. and from this tree, all flesh, humans, animals, everyone gained sustenance from this tree. It doesn't take a genius to realize that this tree is Nebuchadnezzar's vision of himself. He thinks of himself as this powerful, mighty king who's high up to the heavens and all of the countries under his dominion, which are represented by these animals and the birds and all people and everything, they all get fruit from him. Like he is the one who's giving them all of this wondrous bounty and wealth and so on. This is obviously how he thinks of himself. And then suddenly things started to change. This wonderful tree, but then I saw above this tree, while I saw it while I was dreaming in my mind, and then a an ear. An ear is comes from the Hebrew word air, which is awake. So ear means a a um a, someone who stays awake and watches the Kaddish and it was holy, and meaning a, this is a way, a reference and a way that we find often in Aramaic, the language ear is used to refer to an angel or a spiritual presence. This represents, of course, God himself, um, that that came down from heaven, God being represented by an angel who is watching over this tree. So all of a sudden, you had this beautiful tree and everything was coming from the tree as if I was the source of the sustenance of all these things. But then suddenly I saw that, no, it's not me. There's a holiness, there's a God above who's coming down and watching over this tree. And and he called out the message in strength. He called out like, like one calls out to an army. And he said as follows, Go do Ilanavika Chop down this tree and cut off all of its branches. Strip off all of the all of the leaves and the and the branches 
and 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 th- and throw out all of its fruits. You know, throw the fruit out all over the field. Get all the animals that are sitting in its shade. Get them away. Get them out of there. And all the birds are going to have to fly away from those branches where they were residing. The whole thing, he gave an order. God gave an order. Or the messenger of God gave an order to chop it all down. Get rid of it all. Biram, however... Ikarsh, this is still the angel talking, or, God, or, God, or the angel delivering God's message. Ikarsh or shoi bi Leave the stump, the the uh, the stump with the roots in the ground. Leave it there. Uve and and wrap it in iron and bronze um, chains. Bidis divora. Uve tal um, into the uh, into the um, with its roots in the ground, and now this this stump should, will get nourishment from the dew of the heavens, the imchev ba'asav ara, and this stump will now wander together with the animals and eat grass. Together with the animals, so it's it's odd because the vision started as a big tree, and then it talked about the stump that stuck in the ground and stuck to the ground with this iron and bronze. But then, as we often see in dreams, things start to float and change. They're not necessarily logical progressions. So in the vision, the stump suddenly it, it remained. It remained but then the stump started becoming something else becoming like an animal and wandering through the grass and eating grass just like the animals did the animals that used to gain from the tree so this stump used to be a grand tree that gave food to the animals and gave shade and sustenance to the animals but now it has become one of the animals just running wandering through the fields eating grass live Min anashoyi shanon. Let the 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 um literally live means the heart, but in those days the heart was considered the seat of thought and the seat of uh, uh, well emotion and thought and feelings took place in the heart. That's that's how they so live min anashoyi shanon means may now his that stump, which is obviously representing the king himself is going to change from being a human being. He used to be the human being that gave all sustenance. Now it became like, Now the mind and the temperament of this person that used to be this grand tree now became a stump and now it became and had the mind of an animal. And seven periods of time or cycles of time, presumably this means seven years, or it could mean seven seasons, which would be, I guess, if there's four seasons a year, uh, a year and three quarters, but presumably it means seven years, Yachlefun Aloi will pass, while this per- this person who used to be the great king is now wandering in the fields like an animal. Big Zeirat Irin Pitkama, and this Remember, he's still writing this in the letter to everyone, and he's still describing his vision. And what was this vision? And, and the vision continued. 
this this um, uh, decree or this the sentence of or this punishment was decreed by the irin, by the watchers, by these holy angels. Okay, umeimar kadishin she'elta, and the verdict, right, is 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 um was spoken by the holy ones. Um. Uh, so this could be Nebuchadnezzar's imagination of there being many gods, therefore saying that this was all of the gods had decreed this together. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar was not a monotheist. The way uh, Daniel would look at this, the way a monotheist would look at this, is that this this was um, uh, decreed by God, and they may see in a vision angels being messengers to bring the message of God or to declare the word of God. But but the word coming from God himself. Um, so that all, why is this? Why are we making this decree? So that everyone should know that it's not the tree, it's not the human being that gives sustenance or anything or power or anything to anyone. But it is the God Himself, the God of Most High, that runs the world, and He is the one who gives and decides who rules over the world. Ulamandi and to whomever He desires, He will give power. Ushifalenoshim yikim Allah, and He may um, decide even the lowliest of peoples, even the people that we might consider now to be barbarians. They may be the ones that are given rulership over others if that is what God decides. This is verse 15. That the, the Nebuchadnezzar now describes, that uh, finishes his description of his dream, and he says to Daniel, This is the dream that I saw. I, the king Nebuchadnezzar, this is the dream that I saw. And you, Belshazzar, I remember that's Daniel's name. In um, <clears throat> Aramaic, Pishreimar. Now you tell me what it means. Kol kavel di kol hodotani. All of the smart and wise men of my kingdom have not been able to tell me what this dream means. The ant kohel, but you, I know you're able. Di ruach Elohim kadishin bach, because the spirit of the holy gods are within you. Again, this is Nebuchadnezzar, the polytheist, talking to Daniel, as if. He thinks Daniel is also a polytheist. Um, <clears throat> now, you can already imagine, Nebuchadnezzar himself even said the meaning of the dream, in, uh, uh, which was within his dream. He said that the purpose of this decree is to demonstrate that God is the one that controls history and that God is the one who decides who's up and who's down. But there's this other part of this dream. What's this seven seasons? What's this time when I'm going to be like an animal? What does this all mean? What is this all talking about? And he's afraid. He's afraid that this means that something bad is going to happen to him. But he doesn't want to admit it to himself. He wants Daniel to be the one to tell him. I'm going to stop here. This is the end of the first half of chapter four. We'll finish and we'll see how Daniel answers the um the uh 
the question, the, the dream and explains its meaning to Nebuchadnezzar the king when we study chapter 4a, when we study chapter 4b, the second half, and complete this chapter. Thanks so much for joining in the study with us.